As the crisis at PwC deepens, pressure's growing for the consulting giant to be banned from all federal government work as a federal police investigation gets underway. But how realistic is that, given the enormous reach of PwC into almost every level of government? I'm joined now by the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, who's, of course, been following uh, this saga closely. Peter, good morning to you. How has PwC responded to the direction that anyone who knew about the leak of a confidential tax briefing be taken off government contracts? Well, Tom, quite simply, the damage control at PwC continues, and PwC has now removed staff who become became aware of these tax leaks from all government work. And that was after the powerful Department of Finance boss Jenny Wilkinson wrote to PwC telling them to stand down any staff who were in the loop about the confidential briefing from the former head of tax, Peter Collins, where plans for a multinational tax crackdown about to be revealed in the 2015 budget were compromised and spread around to around about 50 PwC partners. Now, There were hostile questions in Senate estimates yesterday about why PwC just isn't being run out of town, basically. But under questioning from senators, including Labor's Deb O'Neill, the Finance Minister, Katie Gallagher, pushed back against an outright ban, especially while a federal police investigation is underway, saying that there's a very big difference between ethical breaches or alleged breaches by partners at the top and day-to-day business by PwC, where a government deals with PwC on procuring a range of services. Ms Gallagher said the owners was now on PwC to uh, provide firm evidence that the firm is immune from the scandal beyond these PwC partners and how they're dealing with this scandal that continues to unfold. The ball is in PwC's court now to assure us that they have done what finance has directed them to do. And I think what you're saying to the Australian public is trust us to trust PwC. Well, I don't accept that. And I think what we are doing is responding to a mess. We are taking it seriously. These steps have never been taken. We are addressing what we can see as potential systemic weaknesses in the procurement framework. And can I just remind people, this is not a failure of procurement. Why aren't you, given the uh, ethical breach, simply banning PwC? This is not a failure of procurement. So you are asking us to ban suppliers for where there hasn't been a breach it is the same entity. We're talking about an organisation with an internal culture which has failed us. But that's not the advice that we have, that you could just go out and, and ban one organisation from all contracts within government because of a matter that potentially will be investigated by the police that happened under a different set of arrangements. That is not the advice government has. Finance Minister Katie Gallagher in Senate Estimates. So that was yesterday. Peter Ryan's with me in the studio. Peter, fair enough to say. I think it's controversial to say the scandal's far from over. What can we expect to hear next week when Senate Estimates continues to seek those answers? Well, it's been a pretty incredible um, period of Senate Estimates just this week. But next week, um, Senate Estimates will be hearing from Treasury. uh, And this will be right at the top of the agenda. The Australian Taxation Office and also the Tax Practitioners 
Matters Board, which uncovered uh, this issue with PwC and that partner uh, who's now no longer with PwC, Peter John Collins. Also, while all this is uh, rolling out, rival firms are reminding their staff to be very, very careful and aware of um, codes of conduct and to ensure that there are no ethical breaches and you can be sure that those other big firms like KPMG, Ernst & Young, Deloitte will mm. all be going through their records just to make sure there are no ticking time bombs where there have been ethical breaches that could find themselves in similar hot water to PwC. Got to ask, uh, just while we've got you there, are the clock's ticking, Peter. Is there any end in sight to the debt ceiling deadlock in the United States? It's looking a little bit more positive, uh, Tom, and uh, Wall Street sort of ended a bit mixed uh, today on hopes that that this uh, catastrophic uh, debt default might be avoided. The US President Joe Biden has been meeting with the Republican leader in Congress, Kevin McCarthy, and they're trying to hammer out a deal. Uh, the Republicans want to see big spending cuts in return to uh, for raising the debt ceiling above the current $31.4 trillion US dollars. Um, but uh, a bit of a sideshow, I suppose. Stocks were also lifted when a, a very big computer chip company called NVIDIA forecast massive revenue gains uh, because the company can see a lot of money coming down the track as other companies seek to upgrade their systems to make the most out of artificial intelligence. And that saw NVIDIA shares rise about uh, 25%. And it's looking as though NVIDIA could become the first computer chip company soon to be valued, the stock market value of more than a trillion US dollars. Well, and as you say, tech stocks are doing pretty well. Even though the Nasdaq closed up 1.7%. Uh, Peter Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. Peter Ryan, they're the ABC senior business correspondents.